We have found him, American soccer fan. We have found him. The next Landon Donovan for the United States is here. Yay! Soccer Weekly brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings Beer Sports. Watch every game at Buffalo Wild Wings. They are huge fans of the beautiful game, and we are huge fans of them. Here at ESPN LA, I'm Dave Dunholm. This is Soccer Weekly, episode 15. And they said it wouldn't last. We have found the next Landon Donovan. That is not hyperbole, and his name is Christian Pulisic. The kid can play. You saw it. As the United States took on Trinidad last night in World Cup qualifying, the semifinal round, and he was spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Got the start after a great performance off the bench against St. Vincent and the Grenadines. He was especially good against St. Vincent. He was all right against the Grenadines. No, I'm kidding. St. Vincent and the Grenadines were no match for the U.S. certainly a few days ago. And then the United States just blew TNT away. And, oh, by the way, Trinidad and Tobago is going to be in the final round of World Cup qualifying. They qualified, too. But the United States secured their plays with a 4 new win, and Christian Pulisic had a lot to do with it. The kid is a real footballer. Now, my buddy Max Bretas over at uh, Sports Center last night actually asked if he could use it and told me he was going to use my tweet from yesterday, and that's fine, Max. He, he said it on Sports Center. so if you heard him say it yesterday, it was actually from me, and he gave me credit, so I'm not, gonna, you know, I'm not trying to pick on him. I love Max, but I, said, I, I tweeted it out yesterday. We have found our next Landon Donovan. That is 100% right. It's not hyperbole. The kid is the real deal. He has it all. He's got vision. He's got smarts. He's got strength for a smaller midfielder. He's a winger. Not really a, a, a true winger. He's kind of a wide midfielder, but he just plays the game differently. You can tell, and you know, you, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about when I say if you watch a game, you can tell. When I first saw Kobe Bryant in his basically his rookie year, right, running around at the Forum, he looked lost on the stat sheet, and you know what? He threw up a lot of bad shots. He looked lost on the court, but you could tell. When you first saw LeBron James at Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary, you might not have because it's high school basketball, right? You're not supposed to know about those guys until they're in college except for LeBron James was LeBron James. You could tell. He just had it. You don't have to explain it. Christian Pulisic has it. It's there. And I asked out earlier on Twitter, you can follow me at TalkSoccer or respond to me there throughout the show. We like to get back and forth going on Twitter. If you want to use the hashtag during the week, it's Soccer Weekly Radio as well. But we get the uh, conversation going and I asked people earlier, give me your thoughts about Pulisic. Robert tweeted in, Klinsman will start an old and broken Jermaine Jones and then sub in Pulisic. He's talking about the upcoming World Cup qualifying final round. I hope you're wrong, Robert. That is a fear of mine. And nothing against Jermaine Jones. He's been a very good player for the U.S. And if he's 100% healthy, you could probably find a spot for him. But, man, you can't hold Pulisic back anymore. Raul tweeted in, when the kid wins the ball or gets the ball, he's so quick to go forward and attack, and it comes natural to him. Robert, or Raul, rather, your second part of that tweet is absolutely dead on. It just comes natural to him. He turns around and he goes. And you cannot teach that. 
too many players pick their head up and start getting up the field and are lost, absolutely lost. He's a young, he's barely 18. Is he even 18? I don't even know if he is quite yet 18. And he's broken through to the U.S. men's national team. It's his team. I'll even go so far to say that. It is his team. He is the next Landon Donovan. And that's not putting too much pressure on him. Look, if he turns out to be as good as Landon Donovan in his career, hey, we'll take it. Landon Donovan was special. He was world class. Don't tell me otherwise. I saw too much of him do too many things against too many people. And Christian Pulisic is on his way. He is the next Landon Donovan. He's not there yet. He is not there yet, but he is the real deal. He's not complete yet. That's fine. He's 17 or 18. But I'll tell you what, Eric Winalda, who we'll talk a little bit later, had a great line on Twitter. You know, the uh, the former U.S. national team, great. And we'll, believe me, we'll talk about him for other reasons later on. But he had a great line. He said, the ball doesn't know how old you are, right? And I'm sure he's quoting someone from the past. And if he, if he made that line up, it's fantastic. And if you know who actually came up with that line originally, could have been Vince Lombardi for all I know. Hit me up at Talk Soccer. The ball doesn't know how old you are in professional sports or in this case, playing for the U.S. national team. It doesn't care that he's 17 going on 18. I feel like I want to play that Sound of Music song. I am 17. No, I won't. He's that good. U.S. men's national team moves on to the final round of CONCACAF World Cup calling. The hexagonal. Is it hexagonal or hexagonal? By the way, if you know the difference in that, I don't really want to talk to you. (laughs) You're scary. I think it's hexagonal. Right? Some D&D, some Dungeons & Dragons player with those hexa- hexagonal dies or whatever. Hexagonal <laughs> dice, you can tell me later. Hexagonal. The U.S. starts the final round of World Cup qualifying against Mexico. That's right, L3, November 11th. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. What a way to kick it off, right? At home against Mexico. Where does this game have to be played? Of course, November, it has to be played in only one place, right? It's got to be played in Columbus Crew Stadium. The United States is dominant over Mexico. There are dos acero reasons why it should be played at Columbus Crew Stadium. That's the only place that the U.S. should be picking for that game. And the U.S. needs a good start in that one. So does Mexico with uh, Juan Carlos Osorio. They qualified easily to get to the final round of qualification, but it is going to be a very difficult round. Look at these teams. U.S. plays Mexico on November 11th. That's the first of 10 games. It's a long process. The other four teams, Honduras, Panama, Trinidad and Tobago, and Costa Rica. Top three move on to the World Cup. Fourth place team has another shot to beat an Asian side from the Asian Federation to get into the World Cup. The fourth place team in CONCACAF has that shot. You don't really want to go that route. You don't want to rely on a home and away versus someone like North Korea. Trust me, you just don't want to travel that far. You don't want those ramifications. And I'm not saying it's going to be North Korea, but they have that potential. You don't want it. You want to be one of the top three spots, which the United States has been to their credit often, and especially lately. We're on a run of what? How many World Cups in a row now? So we're certainly the favorite you know, if not the favorite of the group with Mexico, certainly right there to get through. But it's tricky. These teams are tough on the road. Go to Honduras and try to get a good night's sleep before that match. They bombard the hotels, keeping you up at night. 
This isn't going to Minnesota to take on the Twins for a three-game series in August if you're the Seattle Mariners and nobody cares. This is going into San Pedro Sula and try to get a good night's sleep when you're about to take on Honduras the next day. Forget it. That's why it's so tough. I'll tell you what, Sasha Kleshton. How about Sasha Kleshton's performance in these last couple? Getting an opportunity. Almost in spite of what Jurgen Klinsmann really wants to do, he plays him anyway, and Sasha Kleshton has stepped forward, looking so good. He's been playing great for New York Red Bull. But, man, did he have a couple of good games for the United States, along with Pulisic. They have to be in the lineup now. They just have to. There's no two ways about it. If the United States goes any other way, then shame on Jurgen Klinsmann at this point. They've earned it. And until they stop earning it, they deserve it. They open up the field so dramatically when those two are on the field together. So much more offensive life. And Josie Altidore, to his credit, wow, when he's healthy, I mean, for all his injuries and problems and people picking on him because of the injuries, and he's had plenty, that dude scores for the United States when he's healthy. And he's healthy right now. He's too good not to play as well. Josie Altidore is one of the best forwards we've ever had, and that's just no kidding, Denholm, right? That's just like, yeah, absolutely. Hey, you want to hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSaki. You want to follow me there, follow the show there. This is Soccer Weekly. It's brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. You can watch every game at Buffalo Wild Wings. Episode 15 of this fabulous adventure we've been having. One last thing before this, uh, we'll take our little halftime here. You know, every soccer match gets to halftime. Eric Winalda, I mentioned him earlier. Former U.S. national team great soccer analyst over at Fox Soccer, where I also work. And Eric is outspoken. He does a show on Sirius XM as well. He's not afraid to get into it. Well, he didn't really love Alejandro Bedoya's performance in the U.S. national team game last night. And Alejandro Bedoya did not love Eric Winalda on Twitter afterwards. And Ale Bedoya, a U.S. national team player, went off. Basically uh, citing some past, like, personal stuff from Eric Winalda's life. If you know soccer, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not digging into that here. And I mean, he went off. And he even went on to say on Twitter, probably about the third or fourth tweet going after him, saying he's, you know, he's trying so hard to remain relevant, begs for coaching jobs. He's a, you know, you're a has-been. You're a hashtag has-been from Ali Bedoya. And then his his tweet here, your dislike for me is no secret. I sacrifice a lot to strive for better. I've earned everything. Wow. Talking about uh, back and forth on Twitter. It was fantastic. Because, <laughs> you know, why not? The unfiltered. Now, me being the Soccer Weekly host that I am and a guy who, you know, Knows his game. Let's face it, right? I'll give you the last word on this. Eric Winalda's not wrong. Alejandro Bedoya was awful. So, Alejandro Bedoya, I've been tweeting it for a year and a half, doesn't really have any business on this team anymore. I'm sorry. He's a decent player. I just don't see enough out of him game in, game out. And don't give me he does the little things that you don't notice. That is such a cop-out. This is not uh, building 
a skyscraper downtown where you got some uh, some carpenter over in the corner who does the little things we don't notice once the building is 90 stories up, all right? This is a soccer match with 22 guys running around. I notice. I hate it when coaches, after a, a basketball game, he does the little things you don't notice. We notice. We know the game. It's not that hard. And guess what? He'll be praised if he does enough of those little things. Ali Badoya doesn't do them. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry, Alejandro. And if you want to get mad at me on Twitter, Alejandro Badoya, it's at Talk Soccer. Yes, Raj? Fearless producer Raj time. Oh, okay. Am I angry? I'm feeling good about it, though. Yeah, exactly. You're smiling about it. That's good. Your wait for qualifiers happened. And some news uh, that actually concerns Colin Kaepernick here on uh, Soccer Weekly. All of that and so much more. It's Soccer Weekly. Dave Dunn home with you on ESPN LA. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA. Dave Dunn home with you. Episode 15. Thank you so much for the support. Continues to grow. Got tweets coming in at Talk Soccer. Yeah, it's pretty easy to follow me there, isn't it? At Talk Soccer. UEFA qualifiers went off to begin the uh, their campaign for World Cup qualifying. Plus, we'll talk Megan Rapino and Colin Kaepernick. Your time has passed, Ali Badoya. That says, so says the Yanks call it soccer on Twitter. Hashtag moveon.org. Love it. Love that. Thanks also to Kevin for supporting me there on Twitter. At Talk Soccer. Follow us there. Give me your thoughts. I want your thoughts on Megan Rapino and the Washington Spirit. We'll have that in just a second. If you know the story, let me know. At Talk Soccer. But first, the uh, UEFA qualifiers kicked off. And I cover those, of course, at my other gig. Uh, at the other uh, Fox over there, Fox Soccer, and got some great matches that we saw, right? I got to highlight a few. England getting the late winner against Slovakia in Slovakia. Look, England was not good. I'll give you that. Three points is three points. Nobody remembers in about three weeks. No one, not even the English media, and you know how they are. They're not going to remember. It was bad. England's not a very good team. There, let's just get that out on the table. Right now, as a nation, they're just not that good. Right? England's not as good as the United States in national football. And I don't mean the National Football League. I mean international football. They are not as good as the U.S. That's not controversial. So they get the winner in Slovakia. That was a nice win. Don't rip on them. They deserved the three points. They earned it. They battled for it. Good start for England. I'll tell you what. Poland goes into Kazakhstan. And Kazakhstan was down two goals in the first half and came flying back through Sergei Kiznichenko, who's a good player. He gets two goals in the second half, and they get the draw against a tough Polish side. That is a good point for Kazakhstan. Even at home, that's a good point for Poland on the road. Kazakhstan's getting better. It's a tough place to go to and play in Astana. I like the game. It was a that's a good game all the way around. Belgium, speaking of good games, I was getting on them on Twitter. I didn't like the way they didn't celebrate that second goal at Cyprus because Belgium is a bunch of spoiled kids. It seems to me they got all the talent in the world. Everybody loves to talk about Aiden Nazard and Marouane Fellaini and Lukaku, and the list goes on and on. They're loaded with young talent. They're they seem to be a spoiled bunch of kids. They've been told how good they are for too long. 
And when they did not celebrate that second goal against Cyprus in the second half, Cyprus is an improving team. You go on the road in World Cup qualifying, you're not playing San Marino in this game. Cyprus is improving. You celebrate when you score. Don't act like you're all high and mighty and you should be crushing this team. You're barely better than them. That was unacceptable. And they got the third goal, and they won 3-0. That's a good win. Roberto Martinez's job with Belgium is to convince them they're not as good as they've been told they've been, they are. And they've been told that too long. Get on them, Roberto. Get them writing the shit. Because they do have the talent to win. They can win anything and everything. They can win the World Cup. No question Belgium's got the talent to do it. They've got to stop thinking like they've already done something. And then I get to Germany and Norway. I covered that game. Germany at Norway. Good win. Solid 3-0 win for the Germans, the national, the world champs, rather. They're trying to defend that World Cup title. And they started off nicely. And you look at the roster for Germany in that match. It is scary how young they are. Now, they don't start all these guys. In fact, a lot of them were on the bench, admittedly. But, man, the talent they've produced, who are now 20, 19, 20, 21 years old. It is a Max Meyer, Julian Brandt, Julian Weigel. You go through the list, there's more young guys than there are guys who are 30 and over or 28 and over. And it got me thinking as I watched that game. I'm sitting there covering it thinking, I'm doing the lineups and I'm getting ready. And I'm looking, 20 years old, 21, 20, 19, 21, 20, 22. And yeah, again, only a couple of them got the start against Norway. But uh, they're used. Those guys are used off the bench by their manager, Yogi Love. And I'm thinking to myself, where are we in the United States? These are 20-year-old kids that are pouring through the German football system and are fantastic. We got Christian Pulisic. He's 19. He's the next Landon Donovan. You know where he plays? Germany, Borussia Dortmund. That's where he grew up in soccer. Where are our generation of 20-year-olds? Now, we've got some talent. And they're young. But, man, these kids in Germany, they produce them like it's factory-made. Where are our world-class youth? By In droves. I'm not just talking about one kid or two kids. We've been playing a ton of soccer in the United States for 40 years. 40. And yes, there's been media bias and fan bias against soccer for no good reason, and it has set us back. Make no mistake. Me and my soccer buddies like to sit around and say, well, it doesn't really... Yes, it mattered. And you know what? If you were one of those members of the media, the old guard who either still rips it for no good reason or did then, or or you're a member of the sports fandom of whatever that means, and you rip soccer for no good reason, it's your fault. Shame on you. Yes, you driving around on the 110 right now. You know you hate soccer, but you love good radio, so you listen to this show every week. Shame on you. It is your fault. The United States should be producing 50 great players a year. And I mean great players. I'm not talking about American great, where young youth youth team guys who want to build up their players because they want their youth teams to be built up. Come on. We should be way ahead of this. Megan Rapino, the Seattle Reign and the U.S. Women's National Team, in a game recently against Chicago for Seattle, knelt down during the National Anthem, what she said in support of Colin Kaepernick. Now, this is in the National Women's Soccer League. 
Well, the, the Seattle Rain had a game against Washington in Washington earlier today, and it was suspected that Megan would continue to kneel. She basically said she would continue supporting Colin Kaepernick, and she was going to kneel. Well, the Washington Spirit said no. They uh, played the anthem early for the game while the two teams were still in the locker room. And then they put out a uh, support, you know, they put out the support of their actions by putting out a statement saying, look, Megan Rapinoe's a fine woman. She has her right to do that. Our owner is a, a veteran. We see it as disrespectful to the veterans and the military. So we're going to go ahead and just do it early and then get it over with that, you know, not get it over with, but get it past giving her that opportunity. We have the right, essentially. To, and you know what? They're right. She's right and they're right. Colin Kaepernick has the right. Where does it all end, though, is the question I ask. Where does it all end? And maybe it doesn't. Nobody's really wrong. Not really. You can have your opinion on whether they're right or wrong. That's fine. Ain't that America, as John Cougar Mellencamp said? I mean, that is America. But nobody's really wrong. We have no Toluca Pachuca update for Liga MX. It didn't play. They're going at it. Pachuca will be at Veracruz on Friday. Toluca Sunday at Puebla. We need that one. Come on, Toluca. We need that one against Puebla. Raj, you know what time it is, don't you, though? Stoppage time. It is stoppage time. John, John Luigi Buffon, the greatest goalie ever, plays for Italy. One of his fans got a massive color tattoo of him on his leg. Massive. Looked exactly like Buffon. Buffon went out and met the fan because of that. His biggest fan. And you know what else Buffon did to surprise him? He got a tattoo of his biggest fan on himself. That is impressive. I cannot confirm the rumor that Alejandro Bedoya is getting an Eric Winalda tattoo. And I certainly am not allowed to say where he's putting it. Yikes! Oh, that's Soccer Weekly brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Watch every game of the beautiful game at Buffalo Wild Wings and every sport there. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. I'm Dave Denholm. This has been Soccer Weekly. Follow us at Talk Soccer on Twitter. Coming up next, it's ESPN LA Rewind with Jeff Biggs here on ESPN LA.